Spiders Will Eat Your Face, available on Amazon Prime, Instant Watch and Amazon.com, as well as all the other regional equivalents. Spiders Will Eat Your Face, the documentary about the history of pet tarantulas in America. All the links are also in the show notes. Spiders, spiders, spiders! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Combo Podcast. Grab your pickaxes, we're going mining. There's a ethereum yeah. in them there hills. First of July, and there's a lot of cryptocurrency to be mined, apparently. Prospecting all over the interwebs for that cryptocurrency. Uh, yeah, so 1st of July, and we didn't take four months off for the podcast, which is good. We officially made it to the second half of 2017. <laughs> yeah. Man, time flies. Uh, <laughs> it felt like yesterday was Tuesday. Yeah. When this... I published the post on uh, com. This entire week was just a blur. I was sitting there at my desk and just took my glasses off, and it was just, is today Thursday? Did I eat lunch yet? Yeah. It's four o'clock. Oh, man. <laughs> For me, it might have been uh, me being adjusted to, I think it was New York time zone for a while uh, for stuff. And uh, now I'm moving back to normal and I'm just, you know, messed up mentally more so than usual. Yeah. yeah. I just, I had a deadline and I had worked my, and build my entire works week worth of hours by the time I finished my sandwich on Wednesday. So, lots to talk about, and uh, I didn't get to play much, which yeah. is sad, but I'll just start, and I'm almost done with uh, To the Moon, if you remember that one. I remembered that one. It looked interesting. Yeah, um, it was one of those RPG Maker games, uh, but released back in 2012. Was it that long ago now? Yeah. Again, time flies, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's kind of kind of sweet. Uh, the story. It looked very uh, emotionally involving, it, if I recall. Yeah, yeah. It does. It's um, quite interesting on that regard. Uh, it's pretty good writing and uh, interesting backstories. But my issue is gameplay. It's a bit boring to play. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you know the feeling when you are halfway through a game, but you don't want to pick it up uh, for for another play session because it just feels like a, a bit of effort. That's a, this is a it chore for me. instead of a, in a. Yeah, yeah, it, it, precisely, precisely. It's it felt it felt like a chore, and it's a lot of just clicking to walk here. Uh, the puzzles are really easy, and there are very few. And you have to find those artifacts. I think they're called uh, pieces of memory and. Uh, that's you just it's a it's a map and you just click on a bunch of stuff to find five artifacts it's nothing entertaining oh. it's really really boring when it comes to gameplay so it's just kind of enough gameplay yeah. to keep you progressing through the story yeah yeah um it might as well be some a video <laughs> to be honest you can just watch someone else play on uh, youtube i guess but that's uh, the problem with a lot of the rpg maker games and I, i've only played a couple things that have been made with rpg maker and i've experimented it with a little myself but just yeah yeah you know it's it's hard to in a tool that is supposed to be given where the lowest common denominator can design a game you know it's mm -hmm. just i feel like it's just hard to get something that's really you know really in, gets you wrapped up into it yeah i mean it's it also, a great tool rpg maker uh, yeah a bunch of really interesting stuff came out of it and 
Yeah, uh, but then again, it's probably just one person working on a game without much experience. Yeah, that's that's been the most of them that I've seen. It's one person that just kind of made it in their spare time as an experiment, and yeah, you yeah. know the the writing suffered. There was there was one that was kind of fun, but I mean, it had spelling errors. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of myself. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, but. The, there's not not much for me to talk about the game. Uh, there's probably a lot of articles about it online and podcasts uh, discussions on YouTube as well. But uh, I really wanted to just discuss uh, gameplay versus story in games. And uh, well, firstly, what's your position on this? Uh, uh, just to have the listeners understand what kind of gamers we are. So, are you uh, more mechanics focused or story or both? Or it really, it's are it's you a after mix a challenge of, and so on. Yeah, I I find you need a balance. Like you really can't have one without the other i mean you you can have some games where like it's more of, more about the story like mass effect uh, the it was a cover shooter you know especially the first one it was a horrible cover shooter and but the story <laughs> oh, just yes. stitched that game together uh it's just that it was a 60 long 60 hour long movie series for me where it's like okay i did a little bit of gameplay and i finally just cranked it down to the easiest settings like i don't care about Oh, the game uh, yeah. or the challenge, but man, I really need to find out what's going on with the story. Uh, Absolutely, I think uh, similarly with me, Mass Effect just sucked me into the world, like uh, very few other games have done. And uh, yeah, I just stuck to it because I wanted to experience the story and the world more so than the really bland shooting mechanics, right? Uh, and I think I told you um, when I was playing that I installed the command a thing uh a mod so i could i just use cheats to kill oh, everyone yeah. uh yeah <laughs> because it got in mass effect 2 it got tedious and i completely skipped mass effect 1 because i couldn't i i couldn't bear with i couldn't just i don't think i could handle 30 40 hours just you know yeah man mass effect 1 oh, was a little brutal as far as it's the painful yeah <laughs> you know it was it was critical to the story and i'm really glad that i actually made myself play it but oh man it's not one i've ever been looking forward to playing again yeah i think another example f for me and that's probably up there with mass effect one i think is bioshock infinite uh mm. i the story and the world amazing beautiful game and uh especially the ending uh i just you know when sometimes you s when you see a film like inception or uh i was gonna say Stel stellaris but uh, interstellar and and you just think about the film for a week i had the same feeling with bioshock infinite but i i i really disliked the shooting mechanics and the way it felt and sounded and some of the boss fights were a bit just um i think bad uh, but yeah. i'm glad i stuck to it and uh so I don't know. I think story, if good enough, can carry the game. Because what I remember from Bioshock Infinite is, uh, you know, Elizabeth and uh, uh, the the cloud city. But yeah. Um, well, I think some games can even get too far into that. I, mean, I think one that's kind of infamous for it is the Metal Gear series. And I've tried several times to play those games. And it's just, I can't remember, was it the second one? it might have been metal gear PS1? solid 2 yeah I, I think it was on ps2 and uh because this was back when i was pretty young as i remember playing it and there's probably 45 minutes of cutscene before you walked anywhere i mean before you had any control of the character 
you know, you'd you'd watched a short film, and then you did a little bit of something, and then it was another long cut scene, and it's just okay. Yeah. So those games had a, a bit of story. Uh, they actually the bits of gameplay you did have, some of the stealth sequences and stuff were yeah, great. They were, they were good, good. But yeah. it was few and far between. It was twenty minutes of sneaking into a building, and then forty minutes of cutscene and just. Oh, I, I just finally would just <laughs> turn it off. And it's like I'm going to watch a movie. Just I'm going to I'm going to watch a movie. I'm going to go read a book or something. So I, I just I yeah. cannot get into this yeah. story because it's not getting me involved enough to call it a game. Yeah, the, and that's an issue as well. But with that, you have a great story and great gameplay. But then you again you lost the balance there. Right. And. Uh, I think yeah, it's an issue in games, uh, particularly because it game is you know supposed to be interactive. Yeah. But a story is important also, especially nowadays. And I think it's uh, a lot of the developers just struggle uh, with this, especially if you think about the big development teams uh, that are out there, right? Hundreds of people working on a single project, and very very many companies just lose you know they lose sight of the bigger picture yeah well they just some of them try to cram oh we have to have this gameplay feature in or whatever and just you know the the story is just loose enough to hold the game together yeah so uh you've played a few games yeah i've I've had a little bit of free time i mean the biggest one well i've got a couple that i'd kind of dumped some hours into uh tokyo 42 i that's the first game i've bought on release day in a while which uh Yep. You know, I you had, did a fantastic interview with that crew, um, and oh, yeah. th- I've just loved the game. It has been amazing. I mean, I I didn't, you know, obviously gameplay wise, I knew a little bit what to expect going into it, um, but I mean, just even just running around, looking around, exploring this version of Tokyo, uh, finding all the little secrets around there. Like, I really have not progressed far through the story because I'm just I'm jumping around to every little corner I can trying to find all these little secrets and just explore the world. Hmm. Uh, yeah. but it, it has been great. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, again, if you're interested in the game, we had a, an interview with the developers, Matt Sheck and Sean last episode. Highly recommended. Anything so, else? Uh, big one that's kind of been, you know, came out of nowhere a couple months ago and has, I think I just read, has sold over 4 million copies in early access is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Ooh, and I, yes. I impulse bought that uh, for a LAN party and we ended up having a freaking blast with it. And just, I've got several people I work with now are playing it and it is it is just so much fun. Like when I first read through it, it's like, I don't know. I don't really like like deathmatch style shooters. I, I'm not a big competitive FPS guy in the first place, but I played a couple of rounds of that and it was like, all right, I'll play a couple, you know, I'll do a couple hours, see what I think, refund it. Uh, six hours later, you know, still playing it, still, you know, laughing and just having a blast. Cause you, you could go from, you know, one round where you just totally fail, you know, it's all, all dependent on where you start on the map and what weapons spawn and who else decides to go try to loot weapons in the same place as you. And then, you know, okay, you might have found a good spot. And now it says, oh, the play area is, you know, a mile away. So hopefully you can find a vehicle. Yeah, uh, it reminds me of uh, the DayZ mod for armor back in yeah, those days. Very similar. 
Yeah, um, the hype around it and the you know, the culture and uh, oh yeah, it looks interesting. Yeah, it's I would definitely recommend it. I like I said, I'm not a big first person shooter guy. Uh, I look forward to playing this one every time I get a chance. So it is just a ton of fun. Re- really excited to see where it goes. Cool. And anything else, or should we move on? Um, you don't care about the other one. I dumped a bunch of hours into. You know, Zelda. Uh, uh, Who? Who's that? Uh, it's some guy who runs around with a sword. He likes cutting grass and finding stuff. Sounds like a four out of ten to me. <laughs> Man, right. maybe maybe week five. <laughs> that that one is. Uh, yeah, we don't need to go too much into that one because I think everybody knows that that one's been a hit. Um, but yeah. picked it up for the Wii U. Played it Interesting. a bunch. Uh, yeah, I saw a uh, Nintendo Switch booth at uh, the local shopping center. Yeah. And yeah, like, it attracted lots of attention and uh, it, they are is... really trying hard to market it here now. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I played on the Wii U because I couldn't find a Switch and I couldn't justify buying it for one game. But Zelda, I mean, Zelda is very much a system seller as it stands right now. And that not only... And I think the thing that gets me is that it's not only a great Zelda game. You know, it breaks up some of the Zelda formula where it's not just, oh, you find this item and you go to a new dungeon, then you find that item and you go to the next dungeon. It is a, it's almost like a Morrowind, Elder Scrolls kind of, okay, what you need to do is that way and turn right and kind of run. Well, all right, while. all right, all right. We can't have too much Switch talk here. God, <laughs> God. So <laughs> we haven't talked about the PC components yeah. in quite a while. Um even though that was one of the reasons as we started the podcast. And uh, yeah, in a way, the the component stuff hasn't really moved as quickly as it used to, right? Uh, my PC, which I realized yesterday when speaking to you on Slack, was uh, it's five years old now, except for the G- GPU, my 970, which is still three years old. And it runs pretty much everything fine, 1080p and... Uh, yeah, I think it's time to just talk a bit about it. And uh, I I found the same thing. Like I I remember when I was first building you know PCs twenty ugh, twenty years ago. That sounds like a long time. Um, you you'd build something and within the month it would be obsolete to the point that you couldn't run something that came out. And I remember we you know it was a Pentium seventy five, a whopping performer of a machine, and uh, I think within six months the started getting stuff coming out that you couldn't even play on it. You know, it was, it was just insane. Technology was advancing so fast. And yeah, um, I think my machine was the exact same specs as yours. And I just now replaced it. I'd had it for five years. We'll touch on that. Uh, you got a bit lucky. <laughs> <laughs> just a bit. Yeah, again, grab your pickaxe. pickaxe. We're going mining. <laughs> no, grab your AMDs. We're going mining. Oh, just grab grab any GPU. We're going mining. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, the gold rush. All right, so firstly, um, another realization I had, lots of people seem to suggest, oh, you need 16 gigs of RAM at least, or 32. And... Uh, I realized I never really even hit eight gig- gigabytes of use uh, when I do, uh, you know, anything really. Yeah. Newer I, games use more RAM now, but uh, even then, I haven't really had uh, much of a problem with um, uh, RAM lacking. But and I'll, GPU I'll RAM high, did. Yeah, uh, I see high RAM usage if I'm like compiling a video or if I'm streaming and recording and playing yeah, VR. Uh, 
you know, but with I, I don't record tabs videos open. that much. I haven't really had issues, but even when I recorded, uh, I mean, it handles it handles it fine. Yeah, and sometimes when programming and you know compiling that stuff, uh, <laughs> that that can get big. But again, unless you're a hardcore person, eight gigabytes of RAM is fine. I think. Yeah, I I think my my personal sweet spot's been 16. Just my work machine has had 16 gigs of RAM for about four years now. My last machine had 16 in it um, just because I would hit those, you know, it wasn't very often, but I would hit those rare occurrences where eight would just not cut it. Um, if you're trying to build a machine on a budget right now, man, don't, don't get any more than eight because more than likely you're just not going to need it. Uh, it'll, yeah, it'll cover yeah. you for a long time, but you know, if anything more than 16, unless you are at a professional level doing, you know, video or, you or photo. 50,000 Chrome tabs open. Yeah. I, <laughs> Don't I, do I that. Saw, yeah. I saw a machine for sale, you know, locally the other day. It was an i7, I think it was a 6700K. It had 64 gigs of RAM in it. And it, like, mm -hmm. I think it had a, I can't remember if it had a GTX 1070 or 1080. I mean, it was, it was a decently stout machine, but 64 gigs of RAM, I mean, that's a bump from a 1080 to a 1080 Ti or a Titan. I mean, that is not not quite a Titan, but that's yeah. a lot of money in RAM at prices today. Absolutely. So uh, just a word of advice. Uh, you don't really necessarily need 16 gigabytes of RAM. Um, so uh, do analyze your usage and, uh, you know, you, you likely can save a lot of money, especially with current RAM prices. Yeah, with, with RAM prices as high as they are, stick with that yeah. single stick of eight gig that single eight gig stick and take that extra you know 70 bucks or whatever it might be yeah and, and invest it in an amd put, card because you know yeah. mining <laughs> well i was gonna say get a solid state drive but you know you might, might be able to mine a little <laughs> oh, bit too. Uh, yeah yeah actually get a solid state drive <laughs> i think it's solid you could state buy drive, a house with the money you make uh through bitcoin or ethereum <laughs> but once you taste an ssd you cannot go back. That is the thing. If you've been running a PC only on spinning hard drives and have never tried an SSD, you are just completely missing out. Yeah. That is like I mean, the single most perf noticeable performance increase you can make, even to even to like an ancient dual core machine. Just it'll liven up that machine. Just yeah. Yeah. I mean, even MacBooks uh, as a standard now they use this flash flash storage which is amazing again and uh i i think even though my uh, laptop is not that powerful i never have any issues with anything uh, and uh yeah i think that could be the biggest performance hindrance for you so definitely another I, thing you yeah. mentioned this this so, this one this one's a little personal to me just because i'm a I'm semi-audiophile. I hate to even use that word, but you know, <laughs> I, I'm not at the point where I'm spending $300 on a cable because I think it sounds better because that's just silly. But Yeah, a lot know, of the, gatekeeping in that community. Yeah, there is a... I've, especially when I look through, like, build a PC, you know, some of the subreddits or see what people are building, uh, audio just is horribly neglected. Oh, I just bought a 1080 Ti and this gorgeous $1,000 monitor... And I've got a $20 set of speakers on my desk and a Logitech cheapy plastic headset. And <laughs> oh, 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 just it makes my head hurt because you are missing out on half of the experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you don't need to go drop a ton of money on something, but just, you know, I, I feel people 
they don't let their ears ascend the same way that their eyes do, if you want to use that terminology. Just uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's not. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's no. not. The people focus way too much on making something run at yeah. 4K, 60 frames per second, and they have the cheapest set of little tinny speakers sitting on their desk, or they're using some god awful headset, and you don't need to. You don't need to go dump a bunch of money, but you know, there's so much misinformation out there. You know, you, you can go get yourself the best bang for your buck is to get, you know, a decent set of headphones for even less than a hundred dollars. Yeah. Um, because or, you don't see or feel sound, um, you kind of, it is neglected in games, uh, spe- specifically, uh, uh, games sound really great these days. I I just want to put this out there. They sound amazing. Yeah, so many games pull out the stops in audio, like yeah. Mass Effect. Go fight I mean, a Reaper with a big oh, sound yeah, system yeah. with a big subwoofer cranked to the max. I mean, just it, it'll shake your floor. If 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 you are a person who is trying to get the most immersion out of a game that you can, this go is get a really important. A decent, dimension. yeah, get yourself a decent audio setup. Uh, do a little research. You can get some great stuff for not a lot of money. And you will just get sucked that much more into your game world. Precisely, precisely. Yeah, and, uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided had a lot of, you know, uh, ambient uh, in the background, but you could also hear people and... Uh, yeah, or you, you even hear... just walking past a, a newscast or Yeah, anything. if you have stereo sound, like uh, 5.1, uh, for example, you can... Mm-hmm roughly tell where the uh, enemies are for example when yeah. you're in stealth like on, on my on my pc at my desk i only run like two speaker stereo well i've got I mean, i got a subwoofer but you know say if i'm playing something over where i've got the actual like 7.1 surround sound you you don't realize how much you miss like coming from the sides or behind you it's like oh oh, oh man like even my daughter was with me while we were playing a game and there it was just something as simple as like a bird chirped that was like behind us, and she like wheeled around on the couch. She's like, "We're in the woods." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So audio, it's important. Yes. Do it. Don't yeah. neglect your ears. Yep. Um, just like I'm not neglecting yours. Ah, <laughs> high quality microphones and everything here. Yeah, especially when you listen to podcasts, you realize how important audio is, right? And oh, production yeah. and everything. I've had to just stop and unsubscribe from more than one podcast just because their audio quality was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've had some interesting things happening with your... I have you know, been... You selling uh, stuff? I have two eight-foot tables, uh, you know, whatever you want to do that in metric, uh... Completely covered oh, in PC components. <laughs> uh, I started, I started kind of watching, uh, you know, the the mining scene here a little bit. Not that I necessarily I wanted to mine, but uh, I had in the past month gone and kind of impulse bought an up, not necessarily an upgrade, but a side grade to my GTX 970. I went and got an RX 580. You know, I wanted to kind of yeah. experience the AMD side. I have a FreeSync monitor that I've never been able to really take advantage of um micro center had one in stock great price went and bought it and loved it it was fantastic and i played with it for about a couple weeks 
And then I started watching, I saw a link on eBay where they were selling for nearly double what I paid for it. Uh, just because people who are mining are buying them up everywhere they can and they're just paying through the nose for it. So I kind of set a threshold as like, all right, once I see it hit this price, I'm tossing it up. So I tossed it on eBay and within a couple of days <laughs> sold it for almost double what I paid for it. And then I looked at what 970 prices were doing because I had a 970 I was trying to sell that was no longer my machine. And it was selling for not quite that margin, but close to what I paid for it three years ago. And within a couple of days, oh, it was I wish gone. I could. Yeah. Yeah. So I've now got a little stack of cash and I'm sitting next to a Ryzen 7 1080 Ti build that uh, has been mostly paid for already because the the five-year-old machine that I ripped apart... I I my head is just exploding because I cannot figure out what these value where these values are coming from. I just sold my 3570k for uh, more money than I ever thought I could get for a 5-year-old used CPU and then the motherboard it was on is probably about to finish up here when the auction ends tomorrow. It's looking to sell for more than double what I paid for it 5 years ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> I went on eBay, the UK site, and I just got really sad. It's like, oh, I want a free upgrade. Yeah, PC components in the US. Like, what is happening? Just what is going on? I'm the RAM, everything I've sold for almost what I paid for it, if not more, five years ago when I built the bloody thing. Like, just I have, cannot tell you what's going on, but. I've now sorted out every other random PC component I had laying around the house. But you absolutely took advantage of it. Oh, so, yeah. Kudos to you. Yeah, so I went and sold some old old stuff that was, you know, okay, still performing all right, you know, doing okay. But, man, I made a significant upgrade in my rig, you know, for almost nothing out of pocket at this point. And even... Even as we stand now, I may be making a, a monitor purchase <laughs> in the same the same light. <laughs> it won't stop. Oh, yeah. So uh, you bought Ryzen, yep. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, I was... Lots uh, of hype for it, so just your thoughts on yeah. that. Yeah, well, I, I used to be a big AMD user, um, especially back, you know, it was 10 years ago, even longer ago, where, you know, AMD was the bang for buck, you know, buy. Um, yeah, Intel always outperformed them, but you know the Intel CPU that would get you 10% more performance would be you know double the price. Whereas, okay, you can go buy the little dual core AMD, and it's like, okay, yeah, it's not quite as fast as the Intel, but man, I saved a ton of money, and I still use that computer. Um, so I was really excited, you know, for AMD to finally have something new that came out because the FX series was it was tired when it came out. You know, it was just there's never a a really solid option. It really wasn't a solid budget option even because you could get an i5 for not a ton of money. So Ryzen came out, you know, initial reviews, obviously great for productivity. So like I, I bought a Ryzen 7, uh, 1700, you know, eight cores, 16 threads. Um, you know, when they first came out, yeah, obviously the i7 was still beating them in games. You know, they still have more instructions per clock. Um, but, you know, where the Ryzen really beat it was productivity. And especially now, after it's been out for a few months, you know, the first thing I did when my PC booted up 
was it had a couple BIOS updates. And then that had some profiles for overclocking my RAM. So I ran a benchmark before and after, and just the RAM's the RAM increase itself was about a 10% improvement in CPU performance. And then that, just the, the little tweaks they have, the power profiles they have, it has just made an insane difference. And just if you're if you're building a machine right now, you are Unless you are just 100% against AMD for some reason, I feel like your money is so much better spent <laughs> on a Ryzen setup. Yeah, AEMD, right? A. Yeah, uh, it's a more of a productivity chip, I think. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to... Yeah, I haven't... With, with some of my schedule going on, I haven't had too much time to get much cranked out, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how fast it'll, uh, you know, get some video tossed together and all that, because I've it's really going to stomp my i5. Spiders will eat your face. Available on Amazon Prime, Instant Watch, and Amazon's own store. All the links in the show notes. We hope you check out the film about tarantulas as pets today and how the tarantula was wrapped up in some of America's hardest moments, including the annexation of Mexico, the Wild West, rabies, and the Civil War. Find all the links in the show notes. It's rated PG by the BBFC. So GTA 5, lots of stuff happening there. Uh, OpenIV got a cease and desist from Rockstar and Take 2 and was subsequently pretty much shut down. I mean... It was handled so poorly. (laughs) It seems like uh, they backtracked a bit, but uh, it still needs needs to be talked about because it's absolutely anti-consumer. And... uh, I actually wrote about this on uh, Salimbo.com. Uh, I think, I don't know what you think, but the diagram is pretty good, even if I did make it myself. <laughs> but yeah, so obviously GTA Online has been a phenomenal success. Uh, and I think beyond unexpected, anything, yeah. yeah, beyond anything they ever forecasted. And this is a f- game that has uh, a few hundred million spent on production alone and marketing and everything. And it's unreal. The CEO of Take-Two keeps saying, uh, this is a gift that keeps giving. And uh, it is. It's been years since GTA Five has been released. And honestly, GTA Five Online, uh, I've discussed it uh, and talked about uh, it before. Uh, but the online it's, experience eh, is a lot of lag. And uh, if you want to host a game, that takes uh, 10 minutes or so. And it's not the best experience. But it's GTA V. But you can play, you can play online with friends. So, I, And I haven't, even, I haven't even played it that much just because yeah. it's, I mean, it's uh, so much. There's so much to it. People like you and me, uh, like average people uh, who don't spend too much time on a single game and we'd like to have a bunch of things to talk about and want to experience, right? Mm -hmm. We don't spend that much time and invest money in it. But uh, this, yeah, people who play this game, just play it. Just keep playing, keep playing. Uh, There's a huge Twitch phenomenon going on right now with role-playing. I'm not sure. I haven't uh, consumed any of that content, but uh, uh, apparently it has helped with with the player base increasing as well. 
So it keeps having those bumps, right? With those updates and uh, stuff happening. And Rockstar and Take-Two are really, really protective of the, the baby, right? The, mm -hmm. the, the goose that lays the golden eggs. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it poops out a diamond, right? And that's GTA 5 Online. <laughs> Gotta get them shark cards. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> they make so much money from just microtransactions. At oh, the start of the game, uh, around PC release, prices were reasonable. You could buy a bunch of stuff. You can earn money fairly reasonably at a reasonable rate, right? Uh, you can buy interesting things. But now it's it's obscene. There's so much to buy, and it's so expensive. And uh, or, yeah, or people to grind spend money on it and keep grinding. Yeah, to grind out the money. I think I saw something a few days ago. It was like to buy this one car would take you, if you did nothing but grind money at like the most profitable way, which I don't even know at this point, um, it would be like 12 hours of playtime. Yeah, like, and, and the, the pro most profitable way, I think you have to invest millions of dollars because you need to set up an organization or something as well to get those lucrative missions in the first place. So it's a bit ridiculous, but... We are talking 250 million last year or so in revenue just from GTA 5 online. God, that's insane. Yeah. So they are really scared about people losing attention. Uh, you know, they want people focused on the game, even pe people who bought the game to play offline. Uh, there's a lot of stuff they brought in, like new cars that are not available in the offline mode, but are when you play online to get people to play the game yeah. online right uh, and maybe ultimately someone spends money on it so i also drew a diagram for this in the article which i think helps uh explaining it but the it's the same idea with uh network effects in uh social media so even if you don't have the best product you have people who you know uh and as a result a better community right so more people are attracted by the lively community and the way they keep attention high is with those updates and such and you know an active playing community means those who play the game uh, and buy shark cards they have more reason to to spend their time in the game so that that's a vicious cycle uh, and people just keep spending money and money and more and more of the time in the game and it just works it yeah it's i mean I'd gta 5 at its core is a good game yeah sorry I, I would just hate to see how much some people some players have spent you know, yeah just on yeah their gta and 5 stuff it's it's actually a lot of money for a shark card too so it's not even reasonably priced uh, in my view but yeah so they don't want modding. How much does oh, one cost? Oh, I, I think... Uh, oh, I don't have the stuff here with me. Just let me take a look. So they really want people to, you know, have their attention in the game. And to sell shark cards, basically. Oh, it doesn't say on Steam. From two ninety nine yeah. to ninety nine ninety nine. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> it's a lot of money. Hundred dollars for. Yeah. yeah, for eight but million dollars. I think that's a private jet 
for eight million dollars in game money is ninety nine dollars and ninety nine cents U.S. Oh, so I think there are planes that cost twenty million dollars in the game. Right. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh. Yeah, but, people thought MMO tra- microtransactions were bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, so what GTA Five? Um, oh, sorry, Rockstar and Take Two want to achieve is people basically stop modding so people have their if they want to play gta 5 and have fun they are more likely to play online you know to feed the circle of uh you know great community and then more people play and then some will pay uh to get some stuff and i think yeah it's absolutely ridiculous behavior um it's just ludicrous i mean you buy the game it's not even a free-to-play game right yeah that's what winds me up the most and, and I could under, I could understand. Yeah. Okay, maybe they they need to make sure there's no modded content online. Like that, that makes sense to me because that just still opens up the door for a lot of cheaters and stuff like that. But yeah. to completely smack it down, the no offline mods, no anything. Yeah, and and that mod uh, mod tool it only affects offline stuff. Right. The that's... the makers of the tool went out of their way to make sure it isn't used for online and doesn't harm anyone's anyone's experience there. So, yeah, it's they pretend it's you know uh, people might be harassed or something, but it's a uh, it's just complete lie, and uh, they want people to invest their time in the Sharkard vicious cycle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch on this because yeah. um, it's well, anti-consumer I- and bad. Business. I have to say, it makes me really, really afraid for Red Dead Redemption 2. No, oh, it's or not like it's going to come out of PC. And a tear flows down I, my face. I'm really afraid that that's going to come out, and it's going to just right out of the gate. It's going to have an online mode, you know, and it'll, yeah. you know, it'll have gunslinger cards, you know, whatever, whatever they call their <laughs> shark card equivalent. Um, yeah, and it, um, they're just going to pump it just as a cash cow right off the bat. And I think I, I'm really leery of even purchasing it at this point. You know, I'm going to definitely wait after it comes out and see what, what they kind of do with it because I'm afraid they're just going to milk it for everything they can after the success with GTA Online. But the thing is, GTA 5 Online uh, is, I mean, it's a, they spend money and time on making it great, but they didn't neglect the single player. They made a really, really good game, right? Right. And I... I think that's likely with Rockstar being a perfectionist developer, uh, that they'll have a really great story for Red Dead Redemption. Uh, one thing I don't agree with is um, that there should be single-player DLC for GTA V. I think, I mean, may, there are some rumors of uh, leaks and such that they were working on single-player uh, things, but I don't think they were working on something like The Ballad of Gay T- Tony and... Uh, uh, the Lost and Damned, like they did yeah, with GTA not 5. A, not a because full... the story is already so huge. It has three yeah. characters. Uh, so yeah, there's I think so much they, to it already. They were roughly planning on releasing maybe a smaller piece of DLC. So I don't really agree with that element um, of the outrage. It's fine if they don't release single-player DLC. They made a huge, huge game, and uh, they have a decent online tag to it. But it's a shame they are exploiting uh, at this point. And the issue is, it's not even bad, bad business. It's an amazing business. Uh, you could, I mean, many companies will never make two hundred fifty million a year. 
Yeah, well, it's just the it's their <laughs> consumer relations is what is suffering when they start yeah, doing stuff but, like um, this. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't affect things too much because I think Take Two is really protective and Rockstar as well. Right. Uh, now that we have that out of, out of the way, <laughs> there was this little event um, about games and uh, and conferences. Uh, I don't know if you Some, know the name. Something electronics. Yeah, something. You know, I think there was a number involved there. Yeah, a number that isn't in Half Life. <laughs> uh, the series. Yeah. <laughs> so E three. Yeah, yeah well, I don't have anything to say about this except for. Ace Combat 7! Oh, Finally yeah. a main series game for PC! <laughs> yes! And I am really excited for that one. <laughs> it looks really beautiful. And uh, the last one I played was Assault Horizon, actually. Uh, no, never mind. Uh, the first one I played was Ace Combat 3 on PS1, and I love that game. I played it through, uh, played through it multiple times with different jets every time, and uh, I really liked it, uh, especially the the cities and things. It's uh, it's a mashup of sci-fi and fantasy. Um, Look, it's a series I've it's never really actually. Fun. I, I might have played part of one on PS2, like because a roommate had it. But it's I it's never. It's the gameplay. It's really played, it's the yeah. best jet, jet fighter there was at the time, and uh, the last one was Ace Combat Six. Which surprisingly was Xbox exclusive. It used to be PS all, all the time, but yeah. now finally it's coming out for PC, and I have something to look forward to. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out of the way. So uh, yeah. you have more things you're expecting well, and looking e forward I mean, to. And I don't want to dive too much into this. You know, E3 is a few weeks behind us now. Um, you know, but I, there were a few things that I was really excited for that. You know, and of of those, at least one of those is go just going to shape the next six months of gameplay. You know, coming towards the end of the year for me. Um, you know, the the biggest presentation I was really on, which a lot of the presentations were so bad. Um, was it Minecraft 4K? Hell uh, yeah! Because <laughs> that's what I needed was looking at some blocks in 4K. It, it apparently, it looks worse. <laughs> than normal in minecraft <laughs> you know actually i thought the sh the shaders that they added to it actually looked pretty good i mean it, mm. it looks similar to some mods that have been out already uh, but yeah, i think it's a bad example of showing off 4k yeah. <laughs> i uh, 4k uh, that was probably my least favorite thing about e3 was 4k has just it's like a bunch of marketers sat down and said what's some technical buzzword we can attach to everything that'll get people yeah, excited and, and then and then Jonathan went up to the board with a black marker and wrote 4K in, in yeah. huge writing. And then, boom, that's all they talk about. Yeah. Everything's 4K. Everything's 4K. Well, it's, <laughs> I just don't understand the push. Like, yeah, okay, 4K is probably going to be the next 1080p, whatever. But just 4K, 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 4K. Oh, this game's going to be so good because it's in 4K. Oh, the Scorpio or the, 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 the Xbox One X. Because that's not a confusing name. Uh, can do native 4K, and then they show all this footage, and even half of their pre-recorded footage looks like crap. You know, it's like okay, yeah, yeah the resolution itself might be 4K, but man, you look look at all the shadows you had to turn off. <laughs> like, it's probably Microsoft just scared and trying to catch up to Sony. Yeah, uh, well, and it's it's been yeah. everybody's buzzword, especially Microsoft, but just everybody's had their their hats hung on 4K. 
I think Sony didn't push it as much because they know their console isn't really 4K. Or yeah, well, and they, they already have the Pro out, so they didn't really have anything new to show for it. Yeah, yeah but also the Pro that, isn't exactly the... Yeah, it's not, it's not yeah. exactly the 4K thing that it was expected to be, and I really don't think the the Xbox One X, SX, whichever it is, the Scorpio... I mean, it's not quite the beefy machine I think some people were expecting. I mean, yes, for a console, yeah, sure, it, it's pretty powerful. I'll give it that. I'll give it credit where it's due. But it's not the, oh my gosh, you're going to spend $500 on this and it's going to blow away PCs and all that. It's like, no, 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 no. If you're, if you're looking for that type of graphics quality, then you've probably already got a PC. Yeah, E3 for me is just, uh, <laughs> I, I always like the the funny summary summary videos with a commentary on it to just watch and you know see what's up and in, in the in I like Microsoft's uh what that wasn't a YouTuber it was uh it was an internet influencer or whatever they called this guy who I, I had never even heard of before the, yeah, they brought him out like he was some big us. name yeah, and then his teleprompter failed <laughs> he had no idea what to do with himself <laughs> that was the most awkward presentation oh so That's, he he didn't know what to say without a teleprompter at all. That's what that's what I at least am assuming just from how he acted. It was like he read off his first line and then the teleprompter oh, so he panicked. Just shut oh, down great. or what. And he just had no clue what to do with himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's awful. Uh, I've had a few slip ups on stage before, but yeah, that, that's I've, kind I've, of funny. <laughs> I've had slip ups, but just they brought this guy out and talked him up like, oh, yeah, he's some big YouTube guy, which I, I have no idea who he was. Uh, but he just did not know what to do with himself, on, you know, on the spot. So, what, so I, I was going to talk about some, something else from E3, but since we were on the note of Xbox, I did kind of want to bring this up. Um, looking at how Microsoft didn't have any, they didn't have a lot of Xbox exclusives. There was a lot of, oh, it's to Xbox and PC. You know, it's, here, here's 30 games in a row, and it, 29 of them are Xbox and PC. You know, I I feel like uh, we're gonna see a shift in the next couple of years, where especially with this quick console refresh cycle they've been on, that I think Microsoft is gonna try to pull off what Steam did with the Steam Box, and you're not gonna buy an Xbox as a standalone console. You're going to buy it might be called Xbox or it might be called something else. I don't know, but it's basically just gonna be a pre-manufactured Windows machine that. <laughs> Uh, and so yeah, I just have this image of uh, the game just stopping and there's an update cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, your PC has to restart in the middle of an Xbox multiplayer session. So I... <laughs> I was just picturing a, a, a box machine that just looked like the old Windows logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry uh your train of thought is is i think yeah. gone well i just i think microsoft is if and i don't know for sure but that if i had to put money on it i think they're positioning themselves they're going to make one game market they're going to come out with the xbox market and it's going to be their co competitor to steam and it's going to be games you can buy on pc or their you know windows game box uh it's just gonna be one continuous platform it's not going to be marketed oh as you buy xbox and it's a standalone thing it's like no you'll buy this and you'll play these same things and have the same user experience as you would if you played the same game on a pc because it is the same game and I, I think that's where they're with some of the cross compatibility and stuff they've already done i would not be surprised in the least if next year the year after they come out with a 
you know, Xbox, you know, games distribution platform. Mm, so I think I I won't disagree with you uh, completely, but uh, in my view, I think unless they can, uh, you know, have a, a big market share on PC where with the, the their own storefront mm-hmm. uh which they repeatedly fail to do microsoft with its huge uh, its huge structure just keeps messing up simple things um even ea was more successful with origin but <laughs> i don't think they yeah if they get enough market share on pc they might be able to pull it off but the thing yeah. is pc is an open platform yeah and uh they really like Xbox because they can take a cut of each game sale and you know game production, every development kit, and they have a lot of control over it. And yeah, uh, yeah and it also carries the Xbox name, right? That's uh, brand value in in its own right. So I, I I don't know. I think they won't be able to pull it off if they try, and uh, because they fear they'll ruin the Xbox business. Well, and I th- I think. There's definitely some some yeah. finagling and some management and stuff like that there, and they definitely are going to have to start cutting down on the, oh, well, if you bought Call of Duty on the Microsoft Store for PC, you can't play online with other PC people who bought it on Steam. You know, like yeah, that, that that's stuff will just have to go away. That, that was just horrible. Okay, that might... goes against everything, you know, PC gamers believe in, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that'll be the barrier that they have to break. Yeah. So I I don't know, I, but I would not be surprised if sometime in the next couple of years that yeah. they really push to do it. But uh, I think Valve tasted the threat, <laughs> and, <laughs> which is why they pushed uh, Linux. Uh, f- and uh, uh, if you look, there's quite a few games now um, on Linux as well. I think uh, I Hit- a lot the of my Hitman? library will run on Windows, Linux, or Mac. Yeah, like. um, the new Hitman... Uh, the new Days X, and quite a few big titles, and it's still not as big as the Mac uh, library, but it's growing, and you have bigger, bigger games slowly moving. I think it might be dependent on. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, sorry. Is it called Vulcan? Uh, yeah, Vulcan. Yeah, that's right. I think that is definitely helping. No, that's it. Yeah, we need um, we need more on that side before we can transition fully, because in the you know, age we live in now, uh, everything is a web app, and you know what most people really just use is a web browser. So, if every game is available on Linux and most important apps, uh, people will probably just move. But uh, it people won't move on if they lose out on on stuff, right? Right. Well, that's fewer games and. Uh, yeah, just still not enough to make me run only Linux on a machine. Yeah, you miss out on a lot of software, but uh, yeah, uh, I think it'll be interesting. But even with the Steam boxes, uh, they haven't really taken off at all. No, those were well. Those I think there was a lot of implementation there that was just poor. But I, I feel yeah, like there's yeah. there's room to improve, and I feel like that's where you know Microsoft is really trying to position themselves. Is they're getting into oh, it's not a console generation anymore. It's a every year we release just a more powerful version of this thing but it still plays all the same stuff you know mm. maybe yeah like a hybrid thing but uh yeah it'll be interesting be, yeah. it'll be like the phone market hey there's a new iphone every year 
you know, it's still iOS. It still does the same things. You know, the one that's four years old now may not work very yeah. well, but uh, yeah, it's still yeah. the same device. Plays all does does all the same, runs the same apps and has the same software. But it's just a more powerful device. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's where you, well consoles yeah, are already, especially going with them losing to Sony right now. So maybe you are onto something. Yeah. <laughs> if not, then Expected I want to share Microsoft. Here's all the ideas. I'm just handing them to you. <laughs> yeah, just uh, you know, uh, they'll just pay for relocation to Seattle and uh, yeah. uh, a good <laughs> a good dental plan. That's where you. Old do. sunny Seattle. I'd love to move there. Just move me on up. Yeah, I mean, you currently live in the desert, so and everything's <laughs> worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, VR has been quite a big thing. Yeah, I, uh, Ace that was probably the my most exciting thing from from E3. I think it's no secret that I love my VR. You, yeah, you elitist people you, <laughs> who can afford one. Um, there was some news recently with Iowa Interactive uh, now being completely independent whilst retaining the Hitman franchise IP, uh, which is great because in, in the last episode we touched on um, in the interview... Uh, that they might lose momentum and maybe they don't get to use the Hitman license anymore. Yeah, I was really afraid that the license was just yeah. going to get put, you know, in, but in I'm the glad for the somewhere. independence. Uh, absolutely. And I'm sure everyone is. But let's hope uh, they didn't, you know, they, they won't struggle too much with the shift. But yeah, more Hitman could be a thing. Yay. Yeah, I'm really excited to see if they're just going to keep supporting it or if they're going to, you know, make another episode or where they really go with it. I think I think they still have some time to get on their feet again, but Yeah, I think the idea is probably season 1 uh with a bunch of episodes and then release season 2. Uh I, I guess like a TV show and that way they can keep the mechanics the same and just make new stuff. Uh yeah. I bought it. I can't wait to play it. It's yeah. uh priced reasonably at the moment I'm because there's a steam sale going on oh, oh look at this transition ha 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 wallet just scurried away in fear yeah um that's some good podcasting from me right now uh i bought wolfenstein the new order to the moon and hitman uh i think i bought something else but i don't remember oh god yeah, i've i haven't bought but anything yet just i haven't played like we, we mentioned earlier because i've been busy but i've got a whole whole list of stuff and it's pretty much yeah wolfenstein hitman uh a few other things um shadow of mordor i really can't resist for just a few bucks and then um I'm, re I'm really feeling Planet Coaster for some reason. <laughs> so it's the lowest it's been. It's, that'll be the most expensive purchase I make in the whole sale. But uh, just for some reason, I'm really feeling like making some awesome roller coasters. You have that itch. Oh, yep. I also yeah. bought the DLC for Mankind Divided. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I need to wait. add that to my list. I'm, I'm just going to buy it. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to take... Uh, yes, I'm gonna buy get it. rid of this flight simulator and buy... Uh, man, man, you need to finish instead. Human Revolution. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm st stuck on on my little bullet sponge, boss. Yeah, um, my backlog is getting longer, but uh, hey, it was cheap. Yep. Well, I'm I'm gonna buy these. I really am trying to knock down what I buy on the Steam sale, and then uh, you know, because I, I I want my backlog gone by October. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. So. We'll Let's suggest a few things, um, you know, must-buys, 
Yeah, um, I saw um, I saw Fallout 4s on sale. I've been seeing a lot of attention on that. Uh, I'm personally a huge Fallout and Bethesda fan. And for, you know, I think it's it's $15 US. Um, it's, yep. you will easily get 50 plus hours of play if you just stick to the story and some side quests. You know, I've got 80 hours in it right now on one playthrough and I still have probably a quarter of the map I haven't even gone to. Hmm. So, uh, what else? Let's see. Life is strange. Uh, must buys that are super cheap. Yep. Yep. Life is strange. Get, I get the whole thing for a few dollars. Yes. Yes. It's three ninety nine pounds uh, here. And uh, can recommend. Definitely that ending though left me bitter. Ugh. Oh yeah. Oh, let's just uh, ruin this entire experience by giving you a binary choice <laughs> that is completely don't make sense. But uh, it's, about, it's about the journey, man. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, really emotional at times and really fun and interesting. And uh, yeah, the gameplay-wise doesn't have too much in it, but uh, it's actually pretty, really good, really good. It was very good. Can recommend. Uh, definitely worth a few dollars, and I, yeah. I paid four times that for everything, and it's oh, worth my money. That's all the episodes, and uh, yeah. if you you can try out episode one for free. All right. Uh, Absolutely must buys for me. Sleeping Dogs. That great one. I've only. I think that's, this is that's on my up yep. up next to playlist. <laughs> oh, so I, I bought it, it on the last. It has to be. It is one of the most super interesting games of the. I think this generation, last generation. I think it was yeah probably last generation. Yeah, really interesting game. Uh, great fighting. Really great world building. This is the fourth time I think I say this, but uh, <laughs> I wrote about it. I wrote about Sleeping Dogs. Uh, <laughs> uh, you read it, I think. I did. But uh, yeah, uh, so I love the game. So I wrote a thousand words on it. Uh, yeah. So it must be good, right? Yeah. The Arkham Let's... Games. Ignore Origins and Blackgate. They're all on sale. <laughs> Asylum, an experience you can't miss. You have to play it. City. Uh, one of the best games for me ever. I've probably played it four or five times uh, uh, on Game Plus, new, new Game Plus mode, sorry. Uh, really fun. Great mechanics. Great story. And you're Batman. Come on. Yeah, uh, even Arkham Knight. Like better Batman. than that. Yeah, right? Just, you're Batman. What else? You don't need me to tell you more about the game to get you to buy it. I'm Batman. I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> oh, by the way, in Arkham Knight, you get the. Oh, I don't know if everyone gets this, but uh, people were brought in. Uh, you know, where the whole debacle happened with the the really awful performance. But yeah, I've got the <laughs> the skin for uh, the Dark Knight Rises and the Dark oh, Knight, man. and it looks so good. The game looks amazing. I've got screenshots of just Batman standing there and. It also has photo, photo mode. So, <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I'm I'm a Batman fan, as you may be able to tell. All right, uh, Luft Rouses, one pound ninety nine. Really fun. Uh, a few hours, definitely, definitely recommended. Uh, super cheap too, so can't say no. Portal Two, 
You got it too. Yeah, as a gift. Uh, I was actually gifted it by a friend the other day because it was yep. so cheap. So she just randomly sent it to me. She's like, "Here, thought you wanted to play this." Like, all right, I was gonna buy it. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, what is interesting it? Interesting story. Great co-op. Yeah, I've played and the first one. Excellent. So brilliant mechanics. Uh, they also add a bunch of things uh, that wasn't there in the first one, like uh, slippery glue and bouncy glue and a, f- a bunch of things. So, this one is a 1,120% can recommend. Spec ups the line. Oh, yeah. Warning, you may get PTSD. Uh, we <laughs> promised an episode just on the game. Uh, spoiler cast, but... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll get around to it. Huh? Yeah, we will. It, That's an excellent, excellent game. Be warned, it is supposed to look like a generic... Um, third person shooter uh, it's not yes, bad it's not bad but it's don't don't generic. be put off by the yeah. fact that it looks like a third person cover shooter because you know at, at its core the mechanic is uh but i think it's kind of as yeah. we mentioned earlier gameplay versus story it has the choices story as well is where that game lives <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> it messed me up yeah <laughs> and yeah hopefully by the time you finish it we have an episode just on spec ops Next, uh, I think Party Hard I can recommend. Fun mm-hmm. but hard. Great music. And after this, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. It's £1.09. It's, it took me 2.06 hours to f- complete, according to Steam. Or 2.6. And uh, it's, qu- it's a wild ride. Uh, it's really emotional. It's quite touching. Quite, quite touching. And uh, I think... Uh, Total Biscuit keeps recommending it, which is why I bought it. Hmm. Because he I've... said that's the best game I've ever played um, because of great mechanics and story married together. I guess you should probably try it. Yeah, um, I've, been, I've been wanting to. Maybe I'll. Yeah, lock yourself in a room for two hours and uh, yeah. I think Swap just. a couple things off my list. Start to finish. Yeah, it's a. I think if you take a break in between, it kind of ruins the experience, but. Yeah, again, very touching. Shogun Two, Shogun Two, Total War. Not the best deal, but at seven forty nine GBP, uh, amazing value because I played thirty six hours or so, and I feel oh, like yeah. I hardly touched, <laughs> I hardly touched the game. Um, multiplayer, I haven't really played yet, but uh, offline, really fun. You can replay hundreds of times and that with different uh what's the word oh god i forgot what is japan with the different armies and locations and uh clans oh god yeah but (laughs) great game great game excellent excellent detail and clear excelente yes uh surf 5 complete edition come on why don't you own it already yeah, you'll eat, that's a thousand hour game right there. Yeah, uh, be warned. Um, make sure you drink whilst playing because uh, when you start playing, you will wake up four days later from a coma <laughs> because you've been playing for three days straight trying to get back at goddamn Gandhi for nuking you. <laughs> FTL, Faster Than Light, uh, £1.74. Amazing, amazing, really fun, great music. 
Uh, I don't know how to explain this game because I don't play anything like it. Uh, there's not really not much else. Yeah. yeah, there's really not much else comparable to it. I mean, it's a. Uh, I, I would almost say in the way it plays, it's comparable to like a. I think it's similar to like a board game I've played. Whereas you Probably. are you're managing the ship from different rooms and you know combat and all that. You can kind pause mid combat. Um, yeah. And give orders. But yeah, you basically have a spaceship and you have to fly from sector to sector, escaping uh, uh, and avoiding the rebels and fight uh, fight other ships. And yeah, and it's mostly random, randomly generated, so the events are different every time, and therefore you experience. And that's a you know indie game that I spent twenty five hours on, and. I still haven't beaten the boss. It is <laughs> it, it infuriating. Is yeah, it's hard. Yeah. But it's fun I, every I've time. I've a while, and the bit that I've played, it is it is very hard. It's fun, but yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I, I was binging it uh, f- last month, I think. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good game. City Skylines, 599. I've got 50 hours. It's amazing. Amazing modding scene. Really fun yeah, game. I've- I've easily got that. I think I've got more than double that for hours yeah, y- in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not much to say. It's just a great city, city build. Yeah, even just skip the DLCs. Even the DLCs are okay. Yeah, they just get the things, mods. So just just the base game and then mod it. And it's remember this is the fantastic. game that had people start start Patreon campaigns uh, for crowdfunding the salary so they can do this full time. So great mods. Next, Deus Ex Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. Uh, Human Revolution at £2.59. Amazing value. One of the best games, if not the best game I've ever played. And buy it. Why do you not own that one? But yeah, (laughs) these are all amazing games. Yeah, sorry? Why don't you own it already? Buy it for yourself and for your friends. Everybody should play it. Exactly. It It is good. Pass it on to your ancestors. (laughs) <laughs> just send a copy to heaven well now now that they've clarified that you can uh technically pass your steam account on as an inheritance then yeah yeah uh, add it to your trust generations <laughs> generations of people will be grateful for that so <laughs> buy it buy all these games great games yeah that's pretty much us wrapped up uh just yeah. another thing the new ipad has 120 hertz screen and it's delicious so people is are it, finally is that realizing the regular ipad or the pro oh uh, the yeah the ipad pro the okay big and small one okay well, that's not bad oh man yeah <laughs> you don't know you need it until you see it right yeah well especially same, same thing with tablet well yeah. even even high refresh rates on a on a PC monitor, you know, you just so many people don't until you've seen it. Yeah, exactly. 20, yeah. 144, 165, and they just keep going up. Hopefully, that means phones, and I mean, yeah. it uses a lot of battery, but uh, phones and normal monitors start adapting it uh, since Apple is the kind of company that starts something, you know, starts a trend. Like uh, <laughs> if Apple Retina can start the trends of mainstreaming high refresh rates for every display oh man <laughs> oh mama I'll, I'll actually have to give them some credit back again hey you're the one who just bought a phone off them Shh, nobody's <laughs> supposed to know that 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is after you complaining about uh, Apple. But yeah. Uh, I gave them another shot and I <laughs> oh, I will I will say I've really enjoyed this phone. Yeah. It is very nice. It is very fast. The camera blows my mind away. Yeah. Uh, but I did purchase Apple Care. That way I can take it back to them and say, hey, this doesn't work. Give me a new one. Bam. Yeah, even without Apple Care, amazing customer support, which is yeah. one of the reasons I would buy an Apple product. So and have. Uh yeah, hopefully that's a trend people follow up on and we because they were the first ones to to start the high density displays so maybe fingers crossed because oh man it's 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 delicious delicious all right thank you very much for listening to the combo podcast and we hope to be inside your ears soon and thanks brian mm-hmm spiders will eat your face the film about pat tarantulas in america Available on Amazon Prime now. Check it out. All the links are in the show notes. You have no reason not to. Eight legs of terror. And while we were recording, Ethereum just dropped five bucks.